the architects of the Trump administration's proposed merger of the Office of Personnel Management will face some tough questions from lawmakers today. The administration last week sent its proposal to merge OPM and GSA to Capitol Hill. Congressman Jerry Connolly, he's chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Government Operations Subcommittee, tells Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco he's got a lot of questions still about the administration's proposed merger. This uh, proposal has been floating around from the administration for 11 months. We received documents about 10 days ago, and only after our insistence and only because we planned this hearing. And much of what they provided was, frankly, not responsive to the detailed questions we we gave them in our letter for documents prior to the hearing. So there's even one document, well, that, you know, not only is not responsive, it's actually blank. I don't think they meant it to be, but it is in terms of their planning timeline horizon. Uh, it's It's an embarrassment. It's very clear that a lot of the thought that such as it was that went into this occurred after they decided, not before, to blow apart OPM. And, you know, that is deeply concerning. So you start with a a conclusion, and then you try to back into it with some kind of rationale. And that rationale has only been available in the last two weeks. And as far as the legislative proposal goes that I assume that you received last Thursday night, what are your initial thoughts about that proposal? I mean, it seems to me that the administration is arguing that OPM isn't financially sound to move forward and basically needs to be reorganized. But I think they're asking Congress, at least, to give them some serious transfers of authority to make that happen. It's a little bit like, you know, the gentleman who murders his parents and then throws himself in the mercy of the court because he's an orphan. Yeah, the soundness, the fiscal soundness of OPM gets called into question because of decisions that this administration has made, will make, and is proposing to make. For example, moving the security clearance function over to DOD creates a, a fiscal problem for OPM in terms of what's remaining. And so it is a problem of their own making, and that's why we need to have a comprehensive hearing about, well, what is it you're proposing and why? And what's the rationale here? And how, how, how does this make things better? And I might point out that they, uh, while they're defunding OPM, they've asked for $50 million, which probably won't cut it, for the transition. We've put a hold on that and asked our colleagues on the Appropriations Committee not to honor that request pending this hearing. And the whole basis of the statutory authority upon which they're making these decisions. I guess in all of this, the one thing that I am happy about is they are acknowledging by submitting a bill, they are acknowledging that, it, in fact, what they're proposing requires statutory authority. You know, I wanted to ask you about the NBIB transfer. I mean, I, I think OPM, and maybe they did it quietly, did maybe raise some concerns about what would happen if just the defense-related security clearances went back to DOD. And that move was mm-hmm. authorized, I mean, really without a lot of congressional scrutiny with within that NDAA. So, I mean, what do you think happened here? And I guess my question is, I mean, is there, from your perspective, is there anything that could be done to keep OPM going in its current form? 
Oh yeah, I, I don't think any of this uh, is a done deal. The, you're right that the uh, the defense portion of the security and clearances moved over the DOD through the mechanism of the Defense Authorization Act. I don't know how much scrutiny that got. I don't know what the rationale for that was. I don't know if the appropriators in making that decision or the authorizers in making that decision gave consideration to the effects on OPM that would have. They were looking at it strictly for from the point of view of trying to be more efficient in defense-related security clearances, and I understand that, but it does have ramifications for the rest of the enterprise that I don't think were taken into consideration. So we're going to look at all of that and the implications of that at the hearing. But we certainly are not going to automatically rubber stamp a half-baked proposal from the administration that had no rhyme or reason to it, no supporting documentation until the last 10 days, and that very much inadequate. And as you point out, a bill that was submitted to us only last Thursday. Today is Monday. So four, four working days before our hearing, they finally get around to giving us a draft bill. And so uh, I think they, you know, they. I hope they're prepared for some tough questioning when they get up to uh, to the Hill and before our subcommittee. Another reason that the administration is given for this merger is that the General Services Administration is just better equipped to handle some of OPM's IT challenges, and they cite GSA's Vitara score and then OPM's Vitara score and. I know that you're well-versed in FATARA, and this is something that you look at probably on a quarterly basis. From your standpoint, is GSA better equipped to handle some of these challenges, and is OPM just really lacking in um, handling IT that it needs to go to someone else? Two things. The logic behind the argument that because we're so bad in IT, we need to go somewhere else, if you apply that logic, then you're going to have to redistribute the Pentagon. Because the Department of Defense routinely gets an F. They get the lowest score of any federal agency in FATARA. So that's an absurd argument. I mean, the answer is improve your own IT capacity. And and agencies have shown how to do that. Agencies have gone from the kind of level of OPM to an A score by reinvesting, by having cleaner lines of authority in terms of management, the hierarchy of management, making decisions and being accountable. This is not rocket science. So that that rationale just doesn't hold up. And secondly, it doesn't make sense to uh, migrate lots of these uh, responsibilities to GSA. Well, last time I checked, the missions are totally different. OPM is a personnel-driven mission. It's about people and their retirements and their health benefits and their employment and their applications and the security clearances. It has... GSA has nothing to do with all that. GSA is about building management and about leases. And so how they pick GSA, I'll I'll never know. I think it underscores what little thought, frankly, went into this decision. Let's just get rid of OPM and worry about what we do with the pieces later on. And that's what this looks like. And increasingly, I'm coming to conclude that is what happened. What would you need to hear from the administration at your hearing that would maybe alleviate some of these concerns or would maybe push you in the other direction? Because I think at this point, you're still pretty convinced that the administration hasn't provided the rationale needed to to make this move. Well, I don't think any reasonable person could even make a a case of any kind that the administration has made a a rationale for this move. Um, you, you, You might decide a priori that 
I don't like OPM and I think we can get rid of it. But in terms of you know making an argument that's compelling for why we ought to do this and do this at this time and do it this way, they have completely and utterly failed to make that case, not even not even close. So I don't think that's an arguable point. What would it take to convince me that such a move might make sense? Well, I'm open to substantive arguments if you have got, done the research, if you've done the analysis, if you can make the case both for making the change and where it ends up, where the pieces end up. And, you know, as you can hear from this interview, I'm highly skeptical for good reason. I don't think they've made any case at all. I think it's very hap, uh, hap-handed. Uh, and, and I think it's, it, you know, look, this could have real consequences on real people, namely our federal employees and federal re- employee retirees. And uh, I'm very concerned on their behalf that this, you know, be made right, that this uh, this be cogent and correct and and justifiable. And so far, none of that is present. Congressman Jerry Connolly, chairman of the House Oversight and Government Reform Operations Subcommittee, speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Check out Nicole's ongoing coverage of the merger at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.